inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. We're editing this out. This is weird. This isn't relevant to Star Wars. What's relevant to Star Wars is, are you going to buy both Jedi Fallen Order and the Lego Star Wars? Does it have a name? Um, the Skywalker Saga? Skywalker Saga. Yeah, is that you what they're calling it? You know I am all over the Skywalker Saga. That looked legit. And I've been wanting a Lego Star Wars game that had like everything. So, hell yeah. Love it. Yeah, I'm honestly thinking that for my kids. I saw the trailer and I was like, yes, because they're starting to get into video games just a little. They actually really like watching Aaron play video games, um, but they play them some, you know, we let them play a little bit here and there. But I was like, that could be good. It's not coming out till 2020. Yeah, so it's year. that, you know, I was like, that could be a good like work your way through um, place to start because who doesn't love a Lego video game? I've never actually played one, but they seem good. I don't know. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you're hurting me, cat. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Midwelle, you're hurting me. I, <laughs> look, I read books and that's pretty much all I do. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no video games, no movies, stuff, just books. <laughs> but but Jedi Fallen Order looked pretty cool too. I say this is a non-video game person. I mean, I don't I can't tell. It looks cool to me just from a non-video game standpoint. I like that Saw's popping back up again. Yeah, that was a bit of a bit of a surprise there. Surprise, yeah. And I'm like so does that mean we're going to see him get all jacked up or what's the, <laughs> what's the deal? We're still well no because he wasn't all he wasn't all jacked up in uh Rebels, right? And this takes this, this takes place before Rebels. Yeah. And uh, there might be a flash forward. You know, you know, you know. In a video game? Do they do that? Yeah, uh Battlefront oh. 2's story um <laughs> Oh, that's right. At the end, there's like a flash forward. The main the, the main game is about a year. It takes place over the course of a year, give or take. Yes. Then the final okay. level, you're Kyle. You're you play as Kylo Ren thirty years into the. Yeah. You you do. Yeah. Oh well, obviously, who hasn't played Battlefront Two here? Me. <laughs> I know John Boy does. I know. Shout out to Papa John. I know you're listening. You're always listening. <laughs> <laughs> Still not here. Still not here. <laughs> wow. all, the, all the air just deflated <laughs> out of the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I want to know what happened to Saw at some point. Um, gameplay wise, uh, you know, it looks like a polished version of the. Force Unleashed type of gameplay, just really aggressive lightsaber and force attacks. Yeah, it seems like there were some cool ones. I saw people like the ability to force freeze or whatever they're, I don't know what they're calling it, but like Kylo yeah, does. Yeah, a little where Kylo can, Ren like, move. Stop the, yeah. Um, this is gameplay footage of the of you fighting spiders. 
And I didn't. I, okay. Did you not watch it all the way through? I haven't watched it all the way through yet. I think I watched about like three or four minutes of it. Um, there was actually there was quite a lot of like gameplay footage. Um, so no, I haven't <laughs> I haven't watched all of it yet. But anyway, so fighting spiders. I don't know. I just saw the spiders and I thought, hey, this would be a cool opportunity to, I don't know, maybe do some beast control or something. Mm, but no avail. No, just hack and slash. Just kill them. <laughs> yeah, just aggressively kill these creatures. Yeah. Well, to be fair, giant spiders are kind of gross. So. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to a cool story more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh,. I know for a fact that other people are kind of like, yeah, well, that looks kind of lame as far as like gameplay mechanics go. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. And I can see where they're coming from. It just looks like more of a. Well, yeah, it's probably yeah. not groundbreaking in any particular. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know enough about video games to make concrete statements like that. It doesn't look any different. It's on a rail. You're just kind of following whatever the story is, you know, mm-hmm. which I mean, again, it's fine. It's just nothing new. So if you're looking for, from what I've seen and it looks, it looks great. Like it's polished. We saw what well, we saw was just alpha footage apparently. And Hey, that's looking pretty darn good. So yeah, can't wait to see what the finished game actually looks like. But yeah, it just doesn't look like anything new. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to mostly be there for the story. And maybe, maybe I'll have, I'll, I will, I'll have fun playing it, but <laughs> yeah look cool I look forward to hearing about it eventually I probably won't play it because I don't really play these but I will I'll Lego Star Wars I'll get all over that I don't know if I should be annoyed or not with that <laughs> what <laughs> well Lego Star Wars seems like a better entry point I guess you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, see, like, for me, at least playing video games is not, you know, like, it's fun, but I'm not going to devote a ton of time to it. Like, I've got other things to do that I would prefer doing, honestly. But, like, Lego Star Wars seems like, well, my kids are getting into Lego games, so I feel like that's, or video games and Legos, so, like, oh, that could be, like, a good thing that we could all do. As opposed to, I probably wouldn't let them play Jedi Fallen Order yet because they're five. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they'll be older when uh, the Lego game comes out. But they really Fine. love Lego Star Wars in general. So, be, be a responsible parent, I guess. I know. Sorry, I'm boring. Boo. Restricting. Restricting. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Something to tide us over while we save up thousands of dollars to go to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Don't get me started again on that. I know. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I I went on a I went on a bit of a rant. I t- that was a rant, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, you went on. Yes, I would call it a rant. <laughs> Obviously, not on the podcast. This was a rant in text form. In text form, but I mean. Written. Just as lightly recap for anyone that's listening, it looks amazing. <laughs> it looks fantastic. But come on, man, who's your audience here? Just like the super rich, 
it's like most people are just going to be able to go in there, lick the wall, and then they're kicked out because that's <laughs> all they can afford. It's like go, go severely into debt. The cheapest thing you can probably get that's like worth anything is over 100 bucks. Well, I wouldn't say oh, that. Oh, come on. What, mean, what else? There was a Padme headdress for $50. <laughs> yeah, see? I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I Are really... Are you going to put down 200 bucks for a lightsaber? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, well, maybe not. I would be sorely tempted, though. I, yeah, Galaxy's Edge looks amazing. I'm just really going to have to. And I say this as someone who's not like a big theme park person. I've been to Disneyland three times in my whole life. Hmm. Um, and all, all on band trips. This is never of like my own. This is all because band. Right. <laughs> so I was kind of like, eh, whatever. And then I saw the pictures and it was like, damn. I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, I previously there not too, but... had strong feelings about it, but it it looks pretty awesome. What's really cool is that it seems like, um, from what I've read, is that all of the the staff members or cast members, whatever they call them, uh, in in Disneyland, they all have like their own backstories, and it's supposedly very immersive, and you know people act as if they're living on Batu and, you know, working for Hondo or doing whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, uh, that's that pretty freaking cool. That's that's totally Star Wars. Every minor character has a backstory. Uh, yeah, you know, but they're that they're, I don't know, making them, letting them, you know, that it's that it's really kind of that immersive. Um, oh, my gosh. Immersive. <laughs> it's a murphing. Um, uh for a for a theme park in Disneyland. apparently they're not allowed to use the word youngling really <laughs> Did uh, you i i skimmed some that somewhere oh interesting yeah just because i did i didn't episode that. three anakin just going all <laughs> all ham on the younglings mm, i did not hear that that's kind of hilarious that is thanks anakin Yeah, (laughs) now can't have nice things. (laughs) No, again, it looks amazing and it just looks like an incredible, incredible experience. Uh, You're going to have to save a lot of money. Well, I'm really hoping that because Star Wars Celebration is in Anaheim next year, that they'll be doing like after hours celebration visit galaxy's edge something or you know there'll be hours that'll be set aside for um people attending celebration because that's probably going to be the soonest way that i will be able to see it for sure um Hmm. but we don't know yet i feel i'm wondering what will get you i feel like they've done that um, like had after hours events in the parks when they've had celebration in those places. But as I did not attend those celebrations, I can't say that for sure. So how much was your celebration ticket again? Oh, I think it was like 200 think for the, for the full celebration, like the five days, I think it was like 225 or something like that. Mm-hmm. 245. 
under 250, but somewhere in between 200 and 250 without looking it up. So you'd be okay spending 200, another 200 bucks <laughs> on a souvenir. Well, I mean, you can <laughs> only 200 <laughs> for one thing, uh, one item. For one thing. I mean, on top of that, you got to buy the other crystal colors and you got to get a nice yeah, carrying case. And you got to get the holocron to put the, the crystal oh my, in. Those holocrons. You can't leave Galaxy's Edge without a holocron, man. You need them holocrons, brah. <laughs> how they get you adrian i mean would i be okay with it eh, would i do it probably because i'm a sucker like that um i mean some of those nice some of those nice sabers are pretty pri- like the one technically so i think you know right these are like licensed licensed by lucasfilm mm-hmm. um or disney or whatever and i know i think the other sabers that you can buy i don't own any um but i don't think they're technically licensed it's just kind of like disney looks the other way um or allows them to exist in some capacity but but some of those are pretty pricey like the ones that light up or I don't know if they make sound effects. Probably they do. Um, but some of those are pretty pricey too. If you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. But and then you'd have to get it back. That's what that's where I get stuck. It's like, okay, great, you bought a lightsaber. Now how do you get it back <laughs> on the plane? <laughs> In a tube, I guess. Tape it. Boxes. To your I actually torso. I saw <laughs> I saw people yeah, I saw people carrying them on. Um, carry on coming back yeah from celebration you carry it on and put it in the put it in the bin yeah i I don't know i could i mean it's one of those things i'm torn about like i'd want to do everything so yeah Yeah, you want to do everything and they know that (laughs) this whole thing is designed to just destroy your wallet without you even realizing you're destroying your wallet they succeeded. I know. Well, then you think about like, okay, so if I went to Galaxy's Edge and took my kids, what would I have to do? Buy them a lightsaber? <laughs> so okay, six, okay. Even not even, not even taking into account souvenirs. You would spend about 200 bucks just drinking and like eating. Yeah, that's probably true. With the family. It would be worth it. If you got the cash, yeah. <laughs> but even if you do have the cash, it's like, damn, man, you're just, it's just... It, the cynic in me can get past just how it's designed to squeeze every possible sense out of you, whether you have the money or not. It's just like, yeah. No, I I'm, mean, I'm a cynic. I, I admit it. I'm I, a cynic. No, I feel that. I mean, it's definitely. These nerds will pay whatever we ask for them to pay. Yeah, <laughs> there's. There's a little of that. I mean, you know, a lot of the people that got to go do like the preview stuff, you know, posting pictures of merchandise and um, how much things cost. And some of it's kind of like, really, really? Uh, That seems a little, a little outrageous, but I don't know. Their theme park, their rules certainly looks like they've put a lot of time and effort into it. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Whenever we get to visit sometime many years down the line, 
after after the wedding that you're in this summer, you have to start saving for Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I have to do the same. I'm not in a wedding, but I just need to <laughs> save my money. It'd be like one trip, the one trip you take. One thing at a time, and right now it's a celebration. And if celebration yes. just happens to line up with some sort of weird, fun tie-in visit... I- I bet it will. Like, like maybe right. you'd have to pay like a little extra money or something, but Oh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm almost 100% convinced that there'll be some kind of tie-in event just because there's no way I think they would miss that given the proximity next year. But we still haven't heard anything about celebration. I'd actually really like them to put out the dates anytime. Disney, we're waiting. You listening, Mouse? Yeah. <laughs> I just like to know. I'm already trying Do to make it. plans. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's my life. Star Wars Book Club. I don't know how to book club. You don't know. Book club is easy. You just talk about the book. So we both, actually all three of us, um, except John can't join us tonight, but we all recently listened to Dooku Jedi Lost, which um, was an audio drama that came out in April. So we're only a month and a half behind, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, accidental <laughs> hiatus, people. They happen. <laughs> real life, real life. Um, so we thought we would talk about Dooku Jedi Lost tonight. Um, at least Adrian and I will. <laughs> oh, you will. I'll just listen. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk about it. Well, no. So I had a question for you to kind of kick things off. So Jedi Lost is billed as an audio drama. You've listened to a lot of the Star Wars books as audiobooks. How did how did the two of them compare the audio drama versus the audiobooks? Is there one that you prefer over the other? Um, it's pretty much the same. Just Dooku had a had a full cast for each character, okay. as opposed to just one narrator doing um all the voices. So I appreciated that extra touch, even though <laughs> some of the voices were kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we could talk about that. But uh, other than that, it's pretty much the same. They put in Star Wars music every now and again. During some mm-hmm. intense moments, um, they're both uh, both ways are enjoyable audio experiences. Would you listen to another audio drama if they put one out? Oh, totally. And honestly, I'm starting to realize I think audiobooks might be the only way for me to really uh, read Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But I think that might be like the best way. So I don't know. Makes me sad because I actually like reading and I like physical books. But if I'm being real, real with myself, because as you know, I'm struggling with Master and Apprentice right now. I yeah, that's what you said. And yeah, so I'm, I I don't want to I don't want to spend more money on it just to get the <laughs> Audible version. But I might have to get the Audible version, and it's not in any of my libraries. Ugh. But yes, I would Bummer. definitely. I definitely will listen to more 
uh, audiobooks or audio dramas in the Star Wars universe from the Star Wars universe. Yeah, this was really my first time listening to, I mean, not the first time I've ever listened to an audiobook, but, um, you know, I tend to, to read actually physically either, well, an ebook or a physical book. Oh, you um, like reading? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I know. Such a surprise. <laughs> I know you totally didn't know that about me. Not uh, at all. Yeah. <laughs> so this was this was a real switch for me because I'm used to having a book, something to look at, and so it was definitely a little bit weird. Like I I was like, can I have something to read along with this while I listen to it? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, that's just, I'm a very, so, I mean, just personally in my own sense, like I'm a very visual person. Like I learn very visually. And so kind of shifting mentally to having to listen to something to absorb it. Um, you know, it, it took a little bit of getting used to. Um, I also discovered that I could, really only listen to it under certain conditions because there was really um if if i was on the bus or something i would find the kind of just like ambient noise of the bus too loud to concentrate on um listening to the story whereas like if i were reading a book you know i could turn on some music and that kind of helps block it out while i focus on reading um but I worked it out in the end. <laughs> wow, you're a, you're you're a bit of a weirdo, aren't you? I uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> look. <laughs> but in the end, I thought it was really enjoyable, and I enjoyed having a full voice cast to listen to. I questioned some of the choices <laughs> that they made, um, particularly rail. Uh, I reckon I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> lady cat. The, <laughs> the Sam Elliott cowboy voice. Um, I love it. I love it so much. It was definitely a choice, and I I actually Master Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> you got one I, of them nice, cool sarsaparillas. <laughs> I mean, I feel between like that and Master and Apprentice, just knowing his character, it's maybe not what I would have <laughs> picked, but I actually, no, no, don't laugh. I actually, I actually think it's not a terrible choice, but oh, I, that doesn't mean I love it. Um, you know, it, it definitely shows how different he is from a lot of the other Jedi, um, but yeah, that was a, when they got to that point in the audiobook. I was like, what the? And I was totally imagining him with a cowboy hat. Oh, well, he was probably wearing a space cowboy hat. And that's the voice I hear in Master and Apprentice whenever he shows yeah. up there. <laughs> Master Qui Gon. It's, <laughs> it's hard to get that out of your head. Oh, I, yeah. It is. So would you go? Would you? Listen to another audiobook, audio drama? I would. I yeah. would. I think it's I think it's a cool way to do it to have the voice cast. I mean, I know in other Star Wars audiobooks they add like the music and stuff, but I thought um that was really nice. Um 
So, yeah, I think in the future, if they were to do another format like this, I don't think I would want everything to be in this format. And like I said, I would have loved like some some little thing to read. (laughs) (laughs) But but I did I I I did end up really enjoying it. Um, And I don't know if part of that. Well, no, I mean, I think part of it is the story, but then I also just think it was well done in general you know the voice actors were all good uh it was an interesting story i could never get quite used to dooku's voice see that didn't i don't know that didn't bother me at all i know some people i think both you and john were not a big fan of the dooku dooku voice actor um yeah well because it seemed like with everyone else like asajj yoda and qui-gon they were pretty on point for me I mean, obviously not identical to yeah uh, the live act like the live action actors, actresses, or mm-hmm. the voice actors for the cartoons. But I mean, it was in that neighborhood. Yeah, Dooku was just completely far removed from that. It was. I guess for whatever reason that didn't bother me quite as much. But I mean, valid point. You know, it's definitely it makes it hard if you're kind of expecting one thing and then <laughs> that's not what you're what you're listening to <laughs> but overall but i mean overall i thought it was done and if they do this in the future i'll listen i'll listen keep taking my money that <laughs> i won't be able to spend at galaxy's edge who's uh, what, yeah. what what i'm not bitter what, what? just just <laughs> just buy all the audiobooks i guess Mm, might have to. <laughs> so, were there any of those the parts of Jedi Lost that really stood out to you? Good, bad, indifferent things you liked, didn't like? Um, no, I, I, I liked it overall. I thought it was a really good story. I think I was more surprised at how it ended. Because we didn't really see Dooku go to the dark side, per se. No, we didn't. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people were expecting. Everybody Maybe not was a lot of that. I know that yeah. was John's issue. He, he he was kind of talking about something related to that. Mm-hmm. We had a light that discussion. We... Like, he went to the dark side. I'm like, no, he didn't go to the dark side in this. He left the Jedi Order. There's a difference. Yeah. I mean, he was going to, like, the tendrils were there. They were right? there for you sure. Know? And he had his he own kind of cave in, scene. And yeah. yeah. But overall. A literal cave scene. A literal <laughs> cave scene. But he, he wasn't uh, uh, full on Darth Tyrannus. No, I'm going to. No, Jedi are yeah. hypocrites. No, he was full on, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm needed elsewhere. I can do more good mm-hmm. elsewhere. It, it's He's still a far cry from. The Dooku we meet in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And I thought this was going to bridge more of that. More of that. And, you know, it's not what I expected, but it was still like a good uh, beginning. A good, the seeds were all planted for that Dooku. Yes. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. And uh, I could see another book. I could see a Dooku trilogy coming out of this. I would honestly, I'd be okay with that um, to see more of his fall. I mean, I think what I really liked about this was you, 
you kind of start seeing the I kind of want to see like the cracks, like where some of the Jedi are starting to have issues. Mm -hmm. And you think I think what what stands out is that Dooku has some valid points, you know, that the Jedi are supposed to be doing or should be doing certain things, you know, helping people in the galaxy. And they've already kind of become too entrenched in the, you know, work, you know, being kind of like at the beck and call of the Senate and right. Um, having to answer to them and being a, you know, police kind of a police force, um, as opposed to going where they're needed to help if it's not, um, you know, kind of mandated by the Senate. And so I think Dooku definitely has some valid points. A lot points. of valid points. Yeah, which, I mean, <laughs> part of me is always curious. Like, I don't want to talk about Master and Apprentice too much, um, <laughs> but I think because we're... We, spoilers! Gonna, spoilers, sorry. Well, this is spoilers for everything. I'm not trying not to be spoilery, but, I mean... Qui-Gon in Master and Apprentice, like you see some of that reflected. And obviously some of that may just be, you know, some of that's Qui-Gon. Some of that's probably because he was Dooku's Padawan. And so, you know, he's had that influence. Um, but you kind of see that echoed in Master and Apprentice with some of what Qui-Gon says, which makes me personally wonder if Dooku had just left the order Maybe not even to go back to Sereno, but if he just decided this isn't what the Jedi should be doing, I have to leave. Like, at some point, Qui-Gon wouldn't have actually followed him. Um, um, yeah, no. Dooku had too much of a dragon in him, and mm. Qui-Gon had some of that same dragon, I think. <laughs> It's like, oh, and it's, oh, that's like callback to the Matthew Stover novel, because Stover describes Anakin as having a dragon interesting that you bring that up the dragon imagery was really in, interesting in dooku's case there's a literal literal dragon, dragon. <laughs> a literal dragon um which <laughs> so i listened to this twice and finished it just recently and apparently in between listening i forgot that there was an actual literal dragon, dragon in this story. In the, i was like <laughs> i was like oh yeah <laughs> see this is what happens when i listen and not read words printed on a paper <laughs> don't make fun of me um i do what i want yeah <laughs> so did listening to this make you feel more sympathetic towards dooku and Asage as they we both kind of learn a little bit more about oh, where they're coming from like i've never dooku's always been one of those characters that just has just been kind of there for me like he yeah he, he feels agreed so when this uh, uh, the story was first announced. I I was like, all right, you know, I'm intrigued. It's a character I know that I don't know that much about. Mm -hmm. They talk a lot about his fall and this and that, and you know what? Sure, Osifu Diaz is gonna be in this. Okay, let's build up that mysterious character. I'm totally mm -hmm. down. Um. So yeah, I I forgot the question. <laughs> Sympathy. Do you do sympathy. this make you feel more sympathy for yes. Dooku and Asajj? Because yes. we we can't talk about this book without talking about Asajj. No. So yes, it made both characters uh, uh, stronger for me. Like I want to go back and rewatch the Clone Wars now with this mm -hmm. this book in, con in in mind with the context of the story. Um, uh, on Asajj, on Asajj though, I we kind of slightly touched upon this in the in the chat. Um, for me, the Jedi lost refers to her. 
So that was going to be one of my questions. You're jumping ahead, Adrian. Oh, am I jumping uh, ahead? Oh, okay. Oh, well, you're anti- you know. <laughs> you're okay. Am, am so, I not yeah. book right? I'm sorry. No, no. You're <laughs> but I mean, that was one of my questions is because based on we, you know, kind of mini discussion we had, um, the three of us is that you felt that Asajj was actually the lost Jedi in this case, not Dooku. And you, oh my gosh, Dooku. Dooku. You still feel that way? <laughs> Totally. Like, totally. You know, uh, I've, it's been marinating for a while now, I guess. And mm-hmm. I'm sticking to my guns. The story is called Dooku, but the Jedi loss is totally Asajj. I, I mean, quite honestly, I think it, I mean, it refers to both of them pretty much. And they're, it could. There's, their yes. stories, while not quite the same, are definitely, I mean, well, I mean, obviously they're intertwined in this. Asajj has started working for Dooku and she's learning more about him, which kind of is the context for the story. But as part of that, you know, we get to learn more about what happened with her, which we saw just a little tiny snippet of during the Clone Wars. And this expands on it um, a little bit more and it's like this poor woman has just had like injustice after injustice like Miserable it's no wonder life. that she's angry and wants I mean she's even angry at Dooku in this like you know she says I you know I swore I would never have another master and here I am again you know and he is shooting electricity into her and basically <laughs> treating her terribly um which she's already had to deal with and she's angry at everyone um did you so um before i ask another question i i have to say i mean i feel (laughs) i mean i feel sorry for both of them like dooku was rejected by his family and that's kind of i guess something they have in similar um you know asajj is rejected quote unquote by the night sisters and sold off into quote slavery. Unquote, but yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I think it was part of a greater purpose. Quote unquote. But <laughs> <laughs> um you know, and so they they kind of have similar beginnings and Dooku actually got the you know, he was with the Jedi. He was on the council, you know, <laughs> and he left it all behind and then Asajj never got that chance so it's kind of an interesting contrast um but i mean you feel you feel bad for both of in a way like you feel sympathy for where dooku comes from obviously then he definitely gives in to his dark side um does he though (sighs) he gives into his emotions Which it's yes, true, which, which is yes, that, that that's a crack into to dark into, into dark side behavior, into dark side tendencies. Well, I don't know. He killed both. His, he killed his siblings, both of them, in kind of in both. Well, he he killed his sister once he was in full Darth Tyrannus. Yeah, I mode. guess I guess that that's already he's already past the point there. Before that, he killed his brother, and who was like totally just trying to like overthrow everything. So, I mean. He killed him as a Jedi. Jedis at this point, the hypocrites, they kill when it's needed. You know what I mean? So he, he here he's giving into his emotions, which I don't equate to giving into the dark side. And I mean I mean I th- I think that's a valid point. I don't necessarily yeah. think that 
Um, and honestly, this could tie more into what we're seeing with episode nine, like having emotions and giving into them is not necessarily a bad thing. It's how it's how you channel that. Right. So, I mean, the thing, the thing back to Anakin and Attack of the Clones, he gives into his emotions, slaughters an entire tribe of uh, sand people. <laughs> yeah. But not great. Not great. It looks terrible on his Jedi resume, but it's a. <laughs> He's still a Jedi. He's still, for the most part, it's a crack in the armor, though. It's it's a big old stain on the on the nice uh, white light that's there, but it's still mostly white. I don't know. My personal feeling was that Dooku was definitely towing the line in that scene where he calls the dragon, which now the name I've forgotten, but um. And confronting his brother, like there's definitely, definitely towing the line, crossing the line potentially. Um, I would, I would say, but not, but not full on. Like he's able to come back. Like you know, he's able to come back from that. Like he was earlier in the story, um, where he actually is able to, I guess, access the Force lightning powers. (laughs) So that was cool. That was cool. It's cool that we see that again in yeah. Master and Apprentice. Um, Wait, we do? It, or, yeah. <laughs> what the butt cat? What? <laughs> oh, wait, are you not there? Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I am struggling with Master That's and right. Apprentice. Okay, sorry. No, yeah, you really do need to stop me because I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I really don't want to say anything. That, to be fair, though, that part, that was an excerpt that was released earlier. So you could have read that on the internet before anyway it's oh, not wait, really important. is that the scene with qui-gon and i think yes, a bounty yeah. hunter or a pilot yes. or something yes it's a bounty hunter yes oh yeah. okay yeah, yeah so you read that feeling bad um sorry yeah no please stop me if i start saying something and you're like so yeah i'm forgetting that you're not done with master and apprentice yet sorry and again i'm struggling with master and apprentice no no hate towards claudia gray or anything she writes interesting stories there's just something about her writing style that just (laughs) i can't put my finger on it but it's it's she's 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 hard for me to read it makes me sad because I love her. I but, know, and I feel terrible. But, but well, no, we all have personal, you know, Adrian. That's fine. I don't. I'm not mad at you about that. I just want you to finish reading it so we can talk. I, I want to finish reading it too <laughs> because these two stories tie in so well together. They like, do. From what I've you, seen already in Master and Apprentice, I'm like, oh my god, this is totally wow. This yeah. is really cool. And uh, given that they came out in the same. The two week period, yeah. No, it's like they know what they're doing. That, hmm. Oh yeah, it's what? like there's a plan. <laughs> and I, I like that I, I, uh, I'm reading them or read them or what, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. I like that I experienced them in a chronological order, as opposed yes. to release order. Yeah. So we, yeah, that is one kind of interesting thing. Now I really wish you would finish Master and Apprentice. So, but yes. Yeah, so Adrian, you listen to. Lost Je- or sorry, Jedi Lost, and then started reading Master and Apprentice. Whereas I did it the other way around. I read Master and Apprentice right after it came out, and then listened to Jedi Lost after it came out. Um, so I kind of got the opposite um, 
experience. So, yes. <laughs> but equally valid. Um, I mean, it can definitely see where Master and there, there are definite ties. So, like, I can see that now having read Master and Prentice and be like, oh, like the force lightning thing that was in the one excerpt. You're like, oh, he already, I know what happened there. You know, this makes sense. Like, where did that come from? Um, so there are definite ties like that. Um, that's what you need to finish reading. Master and Apprentice. I will finish reading Master and Apprentice. <laughs> I promise. Just, it hurts. It just, <laughs> I'll sit down. I'll be like, right. you, I like, I like the anxiety. I have plenty of the- anxiety on this page. Oh, look, more pages. More pages. <laughs> um, hmm. I wonder if I could find a good horror movie on Netflix and then... No, Adrian, yeah. <laughs> I know, that that's hurting you and I apologize. Wait, yeah, that does hurt me a little, like, uh, it's a little sliver in my heart right there. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. That's okay, though. Like I said, we all have different... I mean, you are you were kind of laughing at me about wanting something to, like, read along with, but we all have different ways <laughs> that we like to consume our media, whether that's reading something or watching something or listening to something so or some combination thereof so thinking back uh last shot which was also an audiobook experience for me Mm -hmm. thinking back i think i would have struggled to read that one too yeah maybe it's something and I, i mean maybe that's something about kind of star wars stories in general given that the movies are so action oriented and there's a lot of action in jedi lost there is um so maybe there's something about like listening to that versus reading it on a page i would agree with that if i didn't inhale the thrawn books Mm. oh yeah so yeah i was gonna ask you like which books have you read physically out of this new canon physically yeah it's the thrawn the thrawn stuff i've been like I want to, like I'll be thinking about it during my work day. It's like, hmm, yeah, really. What's going on with Eli? Huh? <laughs> What's up, Eli? <laughs> what are you and Thrawn doing I, now? Huh? I guys? wonder what Eli's up to. Yeah. <laughs> or with uh, the last one, it's like, hmm, Padme's still uh, not reunited with Anakin, huh? <laughs> she's she's just chilling on a boat right now. I should probably get back to that. You know, I I, I feel that anxiousness. Mm. And. Interesting. I, well, yeah. I mean, I think I, I like know, his writing style too, which I mean, that has a lot to do with it. And I don't yeah, like miscreants. Yeah. Well, and it might, I mean, so, well, this is like way devolved now, but I mean, the other books that Claudia Gray has written, I think, have been more young and adult, adult and maybe something about the switch to an adult um novel with her writing doesn't translate as well for the you young adult I mean, vibe is definitely there and yeah i, I do I, struggle with young adult books too you're talking to a guy that's went from goosebumps to stephen king <laughs> that's a, that's that's quite that's a, a that's a leap that's, yeah. yeah the yeah. only young adult stuff i really inhaled were the harry potter books other than that i've never really got into any of the young adult crazes well i'd be yeah, I could talk about I just was just having an interesting conversation with friends about young adult books. But anyway, we don't this isn't <laughs> we're not gonna turn this into a random book podcast. Although if anybody wants to talk about books, hit me up. Um I love talking about books. So we 
<laughs> um, I know I would be curious to see if you read the other Claudia Gray books because I don't. Have you read any of those? Her other ones? Is this the first one? The same thing that's happening with Master and Apprentice happened with Bloodline. Yes. <gasps> okay, that hurts me even more. Blo- right. Bloodline is still on my shelf with a bookmark in it. <laughs> oh, Adrian. I'm sorry. I know. I uh, hate myself for it, but I care. Oh, oh, that hurts me. That hurts me a lot. Uh, <laughs> I just get disengaged, man. I'm telling you. Now, now I'm even, now I'm like bleeding. Um, <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, all right. Well, we can have a separate conversation about this. Okay. <laughs> I do hope you finish Master and Apprentice, though. Well, we did want to talk about it. So yeah. you have to finish it, hopefully. <laughs> uh, Anesia. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, did how did you feel about um, Qui-Gon and Sifo-Dyas and their friendship and kind of what Sifo-Dyas undergoes? Um uh, Sifo Dias, I think, think John brought this up too. Sifo Dias is a bit inconsistent from like what we previously know about him. Mm-hmm. Here he's portrayed as a dude that's really struggling with. I mean, if you bring if you go down to it, it's like mental health problems almost the way it's portrayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental health yeah. force problems. Uh, and there's like no indication of any of that and other portrayals of him. That, well, are, the only that other, are still canon that are still canon yeah i guess the only time we really see him right is in the clone, clone wars. wars is there i mean could probably i could look this up on wikipedia um i mean was he ever i mean i guess that's a, this is i'm he was on the jedi a, council wasn't he i think that's what they is that what they said in Attack of the Clones? I believe Maybe? so. So I couldn't quite remember that um, because my memory is like a sieve. So, <laughs> but I mean, even in if I'm remembering correctly, so I haven't gone back and watched the Clone Wars episodes with Sight. Well, where Sifo-Dyas is talked about because he's technically dead at that point. Um but it kind of seems from like what we hear about him that he was kind of an oddball. And I say that not to like be rude to people that have mental health issues, but like from the point of view of the Jedi that we see that he was kind of considered um, a bit odd, maybe. Um, Within the context of the Star Wars universe and just knowing yes. how dogmatic, pragmatic the Jedi are. Je- it it feels weird for me that they would allow someone as quirky as Saifudi is to be quirky. on the council. But he did have force force visions, so maybe they felt that was that came true. I mean, he's the whole you know we kind of start um, you know kind of start seeing that revival um, of kind of maybe these more archaic force powers. You know, in Master and Apprentice, they talk about the, you know, the prophets, people making prophecies and having visions. Um, but it's it's not very common. So right. I don't know. And again, maybe this they, is just like maybe they felt that was an asset. I don't know. This is just like a vignette of his life. Um, 
Yes, I mean, the focus is on Dooku, so we don't really... Yeah, exactly. So there's still plenty to explore there, be it in another Dooku novel or another Qui-Gon novel. I don't know. Does he show up in Master and Apprentice? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. But (laughs) he can show up. Oh, Sifo-Dyas? Don't tell me. Yeah, I'm not not saying anything. Don't say nothing. But yeah, there's plenty to explore. There's still left. So I don't know. Maybe another novel or two, it'll make perfect sense to me. But even even John brought that up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I would definitely be curious to know what <laughs> what led to that um or how that came about. I mean, like maybe and I think John brought this up is maybe maybe he was able to kind of recover some stability, although it doesn't seem like that at the end of Jedi Lost, so I don't know. No, we leave Sith um, ideas in a very shaky yeah. Shaky note. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, honestly, we don't hear from him very much but after that point. Um, but it doesn't, from the narration, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. And he was not thrilled. Like, there are many <laughs> instances in, in the novel where I'm listening and I'm just imagining him huddled in the corner with, like, a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Sifo-Dyas. Um... Hey, maybe you're building up to an actual Sifo Dyas novel. That'd be interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm always down for learning more about the Jedi. In fact, that's one of the things that I really loved so much about this novel is we kind of get a more intimate look at what the Jedi Order is like. I mean, I know that I think in the previous EU, there was probably stuff that explored that, but this is, I think, kind of the first new canon novel, uh, whatever, um, that has we've gotten a little bit more into that. I mean, there's a little bit in Master and Apprentice too, but I think the the audio drama format, you know, we, we really get to see a lot of the of the interplay between Mm -hmm. some of the, you know, former, former players. I mean, we even get to hear master Snoobe who makes an appearance in the clone wars also. (laughs) Um, and then other people that we don't, um, that we haven't heard, heard of before. We thought we're like, Kyneric is one of those. He was in clone wars for like, a flashback a, a flashback seconds. yeah with Asajj with Asajj and here he's portraying at least he's at least portraying a, a an aspect of her personality we don't we never really re- know if it's him or not yeah so that that was going to be my question for you is do you think it's actually Kaim or Kai Merrick or Narek. do you think that Narek it's Narek is sorry it? I don't know sure. I don't know <laughs> um take your word for it um yeah you're right it's Narek. um my bad uh do you do you think it was really him or dooku manipulating or just a figment of asajah's mental state given where she is i'll go with the mental state i don't think it was actually him Uh, i'll stick to the whole qui-gon was the first to master that whole ability yeah i but she, he was such a major influence on her, mm-hmm. such a big part of her life. And she's in such a messed up place right now, too, while we're reading a story that I, I think imagining him is the only way she can deal with Cope. the conflict. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I think I think you've got a valid point. Um, she's she's damaged. She's hurting. She's lost. She's lost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for sure, though, that is true. Um, and, you know, this is this is her kind of inner voice helping her cope until she can make make a decision that you're like, no, but you knew it was coming um, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of my thought, too. Like, I don't think it's actually his his spirit talking to her. And I think that's like the strongest aspect of the book in general. Just is the two of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. with that context in mind, like this is just her psyche and this is her dealing and processing these emotions and information. Uh, doing it that way, I think it's just brilliant. Just, you, you got this back and forth between two interesting characters. Mm hmm. But you know, it's just one character fighting themselves, and I, I just love that man. I thought I thought that was so freaking cool. If it is that, yeah. If it later comes out, oh no, it was like he was actually there. It's like, well, that'd be lame. But, I mean, maybe you know, yeah. I, he's kind of you think of it like the devil and the angel, yeah. right? On her shoulder, like Kyneric is like the good. He's the angel, and then you, you got know. Dooku on the other shoulder, and then you've got Dooku on the other shoulder, who's you know telling her to tap into her rage and her emotions and to use that, um, which she does, and then Kai, poof, vanishes. <laughs> No, regardless, it, it led to some really interesting character work for Asajj. That could have, yes. that was playful too. It could have been a lot drier, just like, I don't want to do this, but I should do this, yada, yada, whatever. Yeah. Now it is shown through characters interacting. And in doing so, we also learn more about a previously majorly unknown character. So I really, that for me, that's the strongest part of this book. Yeah, it was interesting to kind of get the framing of what's, technically a dooku story but through like asajj's viewpoint basically you know her (laughs) reading his diaries reading his (laughs) diary (laughs) dear diary i killed more people today (laughs) that that's an interesting framing uh frame story frame narrative to to get all the dooku's uh story in Another surprise I wasn't expecting from from this novel. Yeah, <laughs> I think but that's why it, I like I, it so much. I just got, I kept getting surprised by the way they would convey information. It wasn't yeah. straightforward. It was it was different. I mean, I, yeah, it was fun. I like you know. There's like his own diary. There's messages that have been passed back and forth. Um, you know, from him and Jenza. Um, Jenza. Genza. Genza. <laughs> um so yeah, I liked it. What are our thoughts on Genza? Aside from my questioning the use of them using across the stars. That was weird. Dooku was and weird. Genza in like some very poignant scene together and they're using across the stars. And man, Star Wars and like brother sister relationships. I don't yeah, know. That's a little too <laughs> I, I laughed. I laughed a lot. I was. 
I had to rewind it actually just to be like, am I am I hearing this right? He is talking to Jenza right now, right? Like, yeah, that's Jenza. Why yeah. would you play across the stars? <laughs> She's your sister, man. Um but <laughs> you read like too much fan fiction, but you're like, okay, this is kind of veering into like weird territory. I mean, I liked Jenza. I think in some ways she's she's the chimeric for Dooku. She's Ooh. like the good angel. Oh, I like that. Kind of kind of helping him um when he's having it. And I mean, he even says as much in the book, like, you know, you were there for me in a way that the Jedi couldn't be. And, you know, so I think she helped him in a way when he was struggle with some of his issues with the Jedi order, um, until she became a liability. So who was the devil on the shoulder? If she was the angel, I hadn't thought about it that way. I liked it a lot. I, you know, I'd almost venture to say that Dooku was maybe his own, his own devil, uh, his own devil in a sense, in the sense that like, you know, he obviously, and I think realistically, you know, obviously he had these connections to his home world. He had these strong emotions. Um, you know, he kind of, he, he let some of those cracks develop, I guess, um, to let the dark side in. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any necessarily one thing that pushes Dooku over, you know, it's, you know, it's just like oh, no, one pebble. Yeah. One pebble and one pebble until it's a rock slide. Yeah, so it's a snowball effect for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know how some people are their own worst enemy? Like maybe that's the case with Dooku. Is that what you think? <sighs> well, <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know if I can answer that because with the book where it is, we don't actually see dooku's fall like we do see him give in to these moments moments um all jedi you have know, these little moments. which all yeah all and i mean oh adrian finished master and apprentice oh there's so much <laughs> um you know so all jedi all jedi have these moments and i don't think that necessarily makes him a bad person nor do i think does his leaving the jedi order make him a bad person so i kind of it's hard it's hard to say i mean i do think you know there are some characters in the book that call him ambitious um which again is not necessarily a bad thing but maybe that helps contribute um in the end but it's hard because this book isn't actually about his fall um it's more i mean again jedi lost he's leaving the order um rather than falling so so i don't know is the see that's another reason out. that's another reason i feel like that loss just applies to asajj because i don't feel mm -hmm. dooku was lost at any point during this he he was always true to himself mm, that's, like that's a good point constantly throughout the novel he knew what he wanted. He knew who he was. At the end, he didn't really find himself as more as just embrace. Yeah. So it was not, it's not like it was discovering. It was just getting... Uh, getting to the point where he could accept that and yeah. make that decision. And make that, may, finally make that decision. Not find a decision. Not come to that realization. It's something he already knew mm. the whole time. That's interesting. Yes. 
I could see that. <laughs> I could buy that. I could buy that. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> really need you to read Master and Apprentice, though. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, we got a couple of... We have some time before our next podcast after this. So. Do we? Do we? Are you sure? What, why, <laughs> make what, it, why are you doing make that? It so. No, I don't know. Why are you freaking me out? I'm nervous now. <laughs> why would you do that? Because I'm evil. No. <laughs> I did like how, um, you know, Palpatine makes a little appearance here. Just, oh, that was a cute little minor, cameo. Just cute little cameo. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I see what you're oh, doing. Yeah. Palpatine's here. Can't forget about old Palpy. Uh, <laughs> Papa Palpatine, what's up? Yeah. Which, again, I think that's a, something more people expected from this, like seeing that relationship uh, expanded upon and instead we just got a cameo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we definitely need a follow up to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing my money at you, Disney. Come on, make it happen. But yes, I mean, I I would also love to see some kind of follow up um, to continue to maybe actually see like how Sidious and or Palpatine and Dooku kind of finally come together. How how he reveals himself. <laughs> Which sounds weird. But. Palpatine finds one of Dooku's diaries and he reads it. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, you up? You <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, I also thought um, some of the drama in this book was hysterical. Um, really melodramatic. <laughs> very melodramatic, but in like the best possible way. Uh <laughs> The fact that you have like Jedi masters sneaking off and oh, total soap opera plot twist yeah. there. <laughs> uh, I have to say that I got a real kick out of that. I thought that was you know, and Brayla never even got punished, right? She was still allowed to be a Jedi, which I thought was interesting. So I was like, okay, that's new. Jedi with gambling debts, yeah, secret babies. I mean, this book has like everything. Has a lot like, of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, maybe think Anakin. How- you, you, you were just married, man. Yeah, like, oh, if only you could have communicated. <laughs> right, it's like, damn, dude. Uh, I mean, I mean, if uh, Brayla could have a secret kid that's also a Jedi with, and he himself has like gambling issues, bro, you could, you would have been fine. <laughs> Seriously, the things that they don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's like, damn. Oh, but I have to say that I really got a kick out of that. Like that that whole section of of the drama a was total just like, Mexican soap opera plot twist. Say what? I could I could hear the dramatic over the top music. <laughs> I could see the dramatic zoom ins on their faces. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, that was too good. Um I have to say I really liked um Lean Castana, who was a new character that we got introduced to. Um She was cool. I like she, she's a crazy bird lady. 
She's a crazy, but I know it was cool to see the convors, which I, I know it was cool to see, have that little tidbit. Um, yes. Given that we've seen them in, um, rebels and clone wars. Um, so that was interesting, but I liked, I liked her character. She seemed very steady. I mean, she's obviously got her eccentricities, um, collecting Sith artifacts and, you know, and she's kinda, the crazy cat lady of the Jedi she's Order. <laughs> the Jedi Order. <laughs> that if you actually sit down and, Except, and like listen to her, you're like, wow, she's actually pretty smart. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's also like, the crazy like bird lady. That, so. I like that. The crazy cat lady of the Jedi Order. But I like her. She's a cool crazy cat lady. Oh, totally. Um, so she was definitely I liked I liked that addition. Um um, I also thought it was kind of a cute, I guess, cute um, Easter egg that they talk about um, the Bogan collection in the library, which mm. was George Lucas's initial term for like the dark side, I think. Yeah. He had the Bogan and the Ashla. So that was kind of a nice little. That was very callback. Harry Pottery. Do, 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 going and sneaking do, into the forbidden do, section do. of the library yeah. <laughs> and they're like yeah there's a lot of uh, okay so some of the negative now we've been talking about how what we liked Mexican soap opera level reveals and then these like weird Harry Potter-esque young adult type of misadventures like there's like Star Wars Goonies misadventures I feel the book is a bit all over the place. Okay. As far as that kind of stuff is concerned. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, I have to say I didn't mind it really. I mean, like I said, the, the soap opera ish, like it's a little bit out of left field, but I also found it to be, yeah, no, I don't, I don't mind it per se, but like you said, it is left field. There's a lot of left field type of stuff out of here. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa. <What? laughs> All right. We're doing this now. All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the gambling stuff, not so much, but the secret, child yes um but aside from that i mean i didn't mind the library scene just because you know they're still kids right and kids do stuff like that um yeah but i mean you gotta felt, you gotta use the sand and you gotta do this and that and <laughs> i mean maybe, maybe hurry up that. dooku it's getting hot underneath this invisibility cloak you know it's just totally <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it. But I'm just kind of like, come on. That is kind of funny. Come um, on. <laughs> you know, just come on. I didn't, I didn't dislike I, it. No, it is. I, I can see. I, I do see where you're coming from, though. Sorry, I'm not trying to not trying to belittle your opinion. I do see. I do see where you're coming from with that. It is kind of a like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the sand. And honestly, I mean, yeah. that's like really the only nitpicks I have. It just kind of shows how much I enjoyed this story mm -hmm. overall. Because it's good. Because it's a good story. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you're wrong. <laughs> Spoken. <laughs> Spoken like a true fanboy? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but overall, I mean, it was enjoyable. So now I've listened to it 
twice, and it was enjoyable both times um, for me. I mean, I don't know how often people go back and listen to things like this, but it was listening to it twice was not I didn't feel like I'd wasted my time or anything. So do you think Kylo Ren is going to have a dragon type of moment in Rise of Skywalker? Ooh. How's that for left field? (laughs) No, I think that's a good question. Well, I mean, I my personal feeling is is that Kylo is going to have to have a reckoning at some point. Um, He's going to get wrecked. Or yeah, or he's going to get I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. Right. Like either either he has to have kind of his own moment of reckoning and facing the dragon and, um, you know, either accepting that full on or or he's going to come back. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see. That's a good question, though. Personally, I I guess I would say yes. I think he will have to have a moment like that in episode nine. Um, just kind of based on how Star Wars operates. Um, you know, you've got Luke's moment in Return of the Jedi. And obviously, mm. you know, we're Luke and Luke and Kylo are on opposite sides now. But given that Star Wars is a story about redemption and love um, I think I think Kylo is definitely going to have to have one of those. I mean, <laughs> come to Jesus moments where it's like either he's all in. I mean, he thinks he's all in, but obviously we see there are still cracks in that in The Last Jedi and um, in The Force Awakens. So I think he is going to have to have a moment like that in the rise of Skywalker. I almost said return of the Jedi Um, in the rise of Skywalker where he commits basically one side or the other. I think it'll be a little more gray than that. And it might be. And I I don't mean turning against the first order or joining the resistance. No, Mm -hmm. I'm talking he's, he's, he's not going to get redemption as far as he's going to turn back to the light. I don't think he's going to go back to the light. I think he might, I'm going to use your word commit to something greater Mm. than that conflict. Mm. Something greater than the resistance versus the first order. Something greater than than that whole spiel. Mm. Him and Ray are both going to commit to something that's bigger than everything. We're we're in a bit of a tangent now, but I'm just just trying to see how these books, like why why these books leading up to the rise of Skywalker. yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's legit. I think that's a legit question. And obviously that whole dragon thing, I think was the most. uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? Relevant, maybe. Is it relevant? (laughs) The weirdest things like it sticks out the most. It's the most prevalent thing. I think Dooku and the dragon, (laughs) the inner dragon, the rage, all all that good stuff. And I don't know, it was very Kylo Ren's feeling to me. So that's, in, that's interesting. I guess I hadn't kind of I kind of I, sorry. Now my brain and my tongue can't um, <laughs> cooperate. Blah. Um, I guess I hadn't really thought of it like that about bringing in the sequel trilogy. But no, it's a good point. Um, hmm. 
Now I'm going to have to think on that a little bit more. A little little mm. brain candy mm. for now. Mm. Go read Master and Apprentice again. And <laughs> you know what? I will. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Just stop yelling at me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not yelling. You're I'm not promise. yelling I'm at not me. Yelling. I'm saying for myself. Uh, <laughs> you do whatever you want. <laughs> I will. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't doubt it. So, yeah. So I think overall we both and I think John enjoyed it, too. Um, I don't without th- having him here. Sorry, no, John. I remember right. He really didn't dig too much of it. Well, okay. Sorry, John. Now I'm misinterpreting what you... Or maybe I'm misinterpreting. I don't know. <laughs> At us, John. Never, At us. Never mind. Yeah. Comes out. <laughs> Just ignore everything that we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> At us and then read Master and Apprentice 2 also. <laughs> if yes. I gotta do it, you gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, nah. No. <laughs> no. Cool. Yes, I promise I will finish Master and Apprentice soon so we can have a follow-up book club episode to Jedi Lost. I'll do it. Definitely. Do it. So uh, that will be our next episode, obviously. And uh, until then, while I read, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can connect with us on facebook twitter and instagram at force fan podcasts we're on google we're on itunes we're on spotify we're on all the good places please leave us a review it helps out if you want to connect with me you can find me on twitter and instagram at blue lab pro or my website blue uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at cat ray and until the next book club uh later may the force be with you guys bye from Blue Lab Productions. Thanks for listening to Force Fan Podcast with Adrian, Cat Ray, and John. Edited and produced by Adrian Misa with original music composed by Brooke Monroe and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs> <laughs>